Lecture topic. Safety against reneging from Islam. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladheen istafa. Amma ba'du fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. يا ايها الذين امنوا من يرتد منكم عن دينه فسوف ياتي الله بقوم يحبهم ويحبونه يحبهم ويحبونه اذله على المؤمنين اعزه على الكافرين يجاهدون في سبيل الله ولا يخافون لوم تلائم ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله واسع عليم صدق الله العظيم مؤسس فكرنا ما يكرم برزز انيلرز as the days get closer to qiyamah the greater the challenges on iman itself and the nature of the challenges get more complicated the attacks on iman become more blatant once upon a time things used to be very subtle and that too not so intense perhaps but as time goes everything is becoming even more intense more direct more blatant and whereas a mu'min understands full well that everything depends on his iman no matter what he has done in dunya what he has amassed what he has gathered what he has what he doesn't have all that is immaterial when it comes to the reality and when the reality strikes and that is a time when a person has to leave dunya then the reality will come to light that it is only iman that counts nothing else that will count while whatever halal ni'mat allah taala blesses somebody with that's allah taala's ni'mat that too should be one should be grateful for it make shukar for it and use it correctly but it's only the iman that will count one person was boasting over his material possessions so he said have you seen how much i amassed some pious person was there he asked him have you amassed enough time to spend this amassed so much of wealth have you amassed enough time to enjoy it in dunya also so i got no guarantee for tomorrow alone time i don't have i got no idea about what's the amount of time left so he says well what have you really gathered then what you gathered is what's going to benefit you if you've amassed something that will benefit you where you are going to stay forever the akhirat which is permanent which is never going to end if you amassed things for the benefit of akhirat that's really something worthwhile 
what you have gathered in dunya is a little short journey of life that we are all going through if a person takes the correct benefit from it alhamdulillah if he uses it to make his akhirat that is really something now worthwhile and otherwise everything else is going to be left behind for somebody else Allah knows best how they will use it to benefit us or benefit themselves or to harm themselves and Allah knows best what they'll send for us so the thing to really focus on is this iman and this is what is really going to count when the time comes for a person now to leave dunya then it becomes more than clear to him that nothing else is of any significance anymore now this steadfastness of iman in this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited Allah Ta'ala gives the prescription for how to become very very firm and steadfast on iman in such a way that this iman never leaves a person till his last breath that it accompanies him past this journey of life into akhirat so in the ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu mayyartadda minkum an deeni in terms of the initial occasion when this ayat was revealed there were some munafiqeen some hypocrites so they were pretending to be mu'mineen outwardly they were presenting themselves as if they are believers but behind the scenes they were up to something else so now because they didn't really have iman but they appeared to be believers so Allah Ta'ala addressed them as such in terms of their appearance but what was their problem what they were up to so behind the scenes they were meeting even with the Yahud meeting with the Nasara and saying to them that look if something goes wrong one is on the side of the Muslims if they really now become the power they really succeed over their enemies they gain dominance then we'll just hang around with them then but if any time something goes wrong if things don't work out on that side then some would now they would meet with the Yahud and say don't worry I'm part of you and somebody would be meeting with the Nasara and say don't worry I'm part of you so we're just waiting to see how things go if things go fine on the side of the Muslims we'll just hang around there but otherwise don't worry we're with you so this manner of theirs that they were from the heart they were connected to the Yahud and Nasara on the surface they were looking like they are part of the Muslims outwardly they seem to be people of Iman but their hearts were attached to the Yahud and Nasara so Allah Ta'ala is giving this warning Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu mayyartadda minkum an deeni that anybody who reneges from his deen so now you saying somebody is saying no, no, don't worry, I'll become a Yahudi. And somebody is saying, I will join the Christians and Nasara. Allah is saying, anybody who decides to do something else, remember you're harming none but yourself. Allah is not in need of anybody. We are in need of Allah Ta'ala. Iman is not in need of us. We are in need of Iman. Allah is saying anybody who reneges, anybody who forsakes their iman, anybody who turns their back on Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
They have not harmed Allah Ta'ala in any way. Allah Ta'ala is totally independent. He is Samad. Al-Mustaghni an kulli ahad. Wa yahtaju ilayhi kullu ahad. Allah is Samad. He is totally independent and has no need of anybody. And every single person is totally in need of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala is not harmed in any way. But what Allah Ta'ala says, if you go, فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ Allah will bring in place people who will love, Allah will love them and they will love Allah Ta'ala. So on the one side, are the murtaddeen. On the one side are those who renege, those who forsake their iman, those who turn their back on Allah and His Rasul wasallam. Opposite to them, Allah Ta'ala has brought, so these are the Ahle Irtidad, the people of renegging. Opposite to them, Allah has brought Ahle Mahabba. فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ Allah has brought, opposite to these people, people of Mahabba. People who have true ishq and love for Allah Ta'ala. And it is on this note, that the Fasirin have mentioned that this is the prescription for safety from irtidad, for safety from reneging from Allah from Deen and turning away from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The prescription is to become part of Ahl Mahabba, to bring deep down in the heart the Mahabbat for Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, if it's just on the surface, just outwardly. But the heart is attached to things of the kuffar. The heart is attached to the Yahud, to the Nasara, to their way of life, to their entertainment, to all the things that they are pumping out into the Ummad. The heart is attached to that. On the surface there's some Salah, there's some Tilawat also, there's some Zikr, Mashallah, also very good. But the heart, where is the heart? Allama Alusi Rahmatullah, very very great Mufassir, in the tafsir of this ayat, he says that these people who became part of the murtaddeen, what was the real issue at hand? He says their hearts became attached to the Yahud and Nasara. Now one fellow is saying to the Yahud, don't worry, I am part of you. Anything goes haywire, I'm with you. And somebody is saying to the Nasara, I'm part of you. So their hearts were attached to the Yahud and Nasara. The attachment of their heart to the Yahud and Nasara, this brought a veil over their eyes, over their spiritual sight, due to which they could not see any of the clear signs of Allah Ta'ala around them. The signs of Allah Ta'ala, Allah's greatness, Allah's wahdaniyat and oneness are everywhere. They are so glaring that person says without, a blind person can see them through. One simple Bedouin, simple Bedouin, who doesn't have any mm, deep knowledge of things, cannot express himself in a very, very sophisticated way and philosophical manner. So somebody asked him, but how did you recognize Allah Ta'ala? You say you believe in Allah Ta'ala, so you believe in Allah, how you recognize as Allah? So now, he's a Bedouin, simple person, illiterate, but he expressed it in a way 
that all the Mufassirin quote this. The Mufassirin quote this from centuries they're quoting it. That this Bedouin, simple villager, now when somebody asked him this, so he said, Al-Ba'aratu tadullu ala al-Ba'ir. When you go somewhere and you see some droppings now, now he's talking about things in his context. Now they were all around camels, walking anyway on the roads everywhere. So now, wherever there's animals in abundance walking around, so you'll see the droppings as well. So he said, Al-Ba'aratu tadullu ala al-Ba'ir. You see the droppings, you know there's a camel past here. There's not rocket science involved in here now. That you saw this dropping now, you want to know, did it fall from the sky or where it came? It's clear sign that a camel passed from here. So if that dropping can indicate towards a camel, and if the footsteps on the sand that you see, you don't need anybody to come now and explain to you that this footsteps mean that some person walked past here. So al-ba'aratu tadullu ala al-ba'ir, if those droppings are indicating towards a camel that has passed here, if those footsteps are indicating towards somebody having walked here, so then, فَالسَّمَاءُ ذَاتُ أَبْرَاجِ وَالْأَرْضُ ذَاتُ فِجَاجِ لَا تَدُلُّ عَلَى اللَّطِيفِ الْخَبِيرِ In this heaven, the skies with all this celestial bodies in them, and this earth with all its hills and valleys and all the things Allah has created here, is this not indicating towards its creator? Is not this indicating that there's one Allah who's brought all this into existence? So the signs that Allah Ta'ala has manifested of his greatness, of his qudrat, are glaring. But, light sometimes is a bright light also. But if somebody is totally blind, he can't distinguish between day and night. He says, I don't know what light you're talking about. He says, no, now this is a very, very strong bulb that we've put on. This is a floodlight. He says, I can't make out any difference. Whether it's a candle you're saying you got on, whether you put a floodlight on or you're saying it's nothing on, it's all darkness. I can only see one, nothing else. Just darkness all the time. So just as the sight, if it's blind, physical sight, a person has lost his sight to such an extent, he can't even distinguish between light and dark, which happens sometimes. Then if the spiritual sight is completely blinded. So now in this context of this ayat, what the Mufassirin are explaining, that there attachment of their hearts one is that on the level of what is termed as mudarat mudarat dealings a person has to deal with people around him he has to go and buy something he might be buying from anybody whoever is selling something out there wherever his need is available he's selling something whichever customer has come to buy he's going to sell him something so he's going to be sometimes a muslim sometimes a non-muslim there might be a neighbor next to him, the neighbor could be anybody. That neighbor could be a Muslim, it could be somebody without Iman. And it could be somebody down on walking on the street, wherever it is. Islam has taught us, number one, to fulfill everybody's rights. Has taught us kindness and compassion for every human being, let alone human being, even an animal. Deen has taught us kindness and compassion even to animals. Nabi Sallam says, Fear Allah Ta'ala with regards to these speechless animals. That it may be that they can't say something, they cannot complain about how they are being ill-treated or mistreated. 
being disturbed. Now somebody has a pet, but he's not looking after it. Somebody is mistreating it. Or somebody has an animal that he's using for his convenience, but now he's not treating it the way he should be. So that animal doesn't have a voice to say something now. But that animal also, Allah Ta'ala will take retribution on his behalf. So what about insan? That is on the one side. So now he'll deal with everybody with justice, with kindness, with compassion. He'll have a cordial approach with whoever it is. But the heart, the heart for Allah Ta'ala and the heart for people of Iman, the heart for nobody else. Because Allah Ta'ala has made this the, the dividing line. The, the dividing line is Iman and Kufr. So while there will be a cordial situation with whoever it might be, but the heart only for Allah Ta'ala. The Mufassirin explained that this aspect of Irtidad, these people attached their hearts to the Yahud and Nasara. فَإِنَّ مُوَالَاتَ الْيَهُودِ وَالنَّسَارَ مُسْتَدْعِيَةٌ إِلَى الْإِرْتِدَادِ See that this attachment of the heart to the Yahud and Nasara, this invites irtidad. It invites reneging step by step. A person gets closer in that direction until then he says everything is one. What's the difference? What difference it may all one? So then he celebrated Christmas too and New Year's too and everything and he says everything is one. So step by step this becomes a step closer towards irtidad and reneging Allah forbid when a person suddenly just trips over. And the greatest tragedy then is that he doesn't even feel anything about it. This, the spiritual heart dies off. A mu'min, nafs is nafs. Allah Ta'ala speaks about the three kinds of nafs in the Qur'an Sharif. The nafse ammara bisu, which is the very nature of the nafs, that it completely incites towards evil. And then Allah speaks about the nafse lawwama, which Allah takes a tasam upon it as well. That nafs which rebukes a person. So that nafse ammara bisu is like the person who does something and feels nothing. Meaning does something wrong, does some evil, does some sin, he does something and feels nothing. Rather he does something and actually feels fine about it, feels good about it, feels happy about it. That can never be the heart of a mu'min. That can never be a mu'min. Mu'min, yes he's not Besides Ambiya anybody else is not masoom. But if he slips, he feels remorse. He feels this pain in his heart. What I did? How could I have done this? That is the level that a mu'min is always at at least. That his heart, is, his nafs is rebuking him. Nafs Allah, why did you do this? How could you do this? <coughs> and then gradually he keeps progressing from there, making an effort, making mujahada on that nafs, until inshallah someday Allah Ta'ala take him to the point of nafs mutmainna Where his very nature becomes shariat, or rather the other way around, shariat becomes his very nature. His first nature becomes what the command of Allah is. 
So now just as this is now the worst level, that this attachment with the Yahud and Nasara led to the final, the last straw, also gone. But similarly, in between, to whatever extent a person gets deeper into sin, gets into haram, this becomes a veil over the anwarat and the spiritual light of things around him. The amal, things that take him closer to Allah Ta'ala, things that will inspire him towards deen, towards akhirat. But to the extent that he gets into the zulmat of sin, to that extent this veil comes over. And now that inclination dies, he can't see it. Somebody's telling him, but this is such a beautiful thing, so wonderful. Oh, there's so much to gain out of this. So much of benefit you'll get. Take a little bit of effort to now get into this line of deen and see how you will find the taste of life. And that life is after all so temporary. You'll make your akhirat with this. But to the extent that those veils have come in between as a result of sin, to that extent, deen becomes very difficult. Dunya becomes very easy. Dunya becomes extremely easy. Entertainment especially. Super easy. The person who can't wake up for Fajr at five, 4 o'clock, he'll wake up for entertainment at 1 o'clock. At 2 o'clock in the morning, without anybody waking him up, he'll wake up for the entertainment. Because there's somewhere to go for some entertainment. At that time, all those alarm clocks that were forever failing, he didn't even need it to pass also. He passed on his own. So that becomes super easy for him. But to wake up on the call of the Mu'azzin, just impossible. To hold that phone in the hand for hours and be scrolling Allah knows best what. And filling the heart with zulmat and darkness. That hours will go past. He'll say, no, I still got more time. I'll carry on with it. But to recite one para of the Quran Sharif, half para, quarter para, one ruku for the whole day. No time. To be involved in other kind of all futile things, half the night will go away. But one tasbih of third kalima, of durood sharif, of istighfar, very difficult. Just no time. Just no time available for anything. Why? It's not really no time available. It's not really what is difficult and not difficult. Everything is very easy if there's something in the heart. And everything becomes very difficult if that's missing from the heart. So the prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving in this ayat is that you, a person who wants to be safe from irtidad, now that is one is the worst level. That a person goes out of the pale of iman. And then on a lesser level, kufrun duna kufrin, the lesser level is the sins. Now the person who wants to get safe from the sins, the same prescription, that's for the safety from irtidad, the same prescription from the safety from falling headlong into sins. And the prescription is one, فَسَوْفَ يَأْتِ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمِ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَ Allah will bring a nation, يُحِبُّهُمْ Allah will love them and they will love Allah Ta'ala. Allah will love them. This is mentioned first. And then he's mentioned Allah, they will love Allah Ta'ala. 
Fusirin explained that Allah's love for them is mentioned first because their love for Allah Ta'ala is also the effect of Allah Ta'ala's love for them. Had Allah had no love for them, they too, their hearts will be devoid. So it's not their kamal, it's not their achievement, it's Allah Ta'ala's grace. One person, pious person, he bought one slave woman in that zamana and time. So he brought that slave woman and came home. So now, much earlier than he normally woke up for tahajjud, his eyes opened. So now, for example, now he was waking up at 3 o'clock for tahajjud, so his eyes opened up at 1 o'clock in the morning. At 1 o'clock in the morning, he's seeing that this slave woman is busy with her tahajjud already. So now she had just finished her salah, and now she's making dua. She doesn't know that he's now woken up and he's overhearing. So he, she's making dua a little aloud. So saying, Ya Allah, the, with the sadaqah of the love that you have for me. So now she hardly came to this point. So he now was a pious person himself. So from his bed now he heard this, so he rebuked her, scolded her. What are you saying? Due to your love for me. Say, Ya Allah, due to the love I have for you. Because you know, okay, you have some love for Allah Ta'ala in your heart. What you know about Allah's love for you? What kind of claim you're making? So she was some Allah's special servant as well. So she replied from there, she said, if Allah Ta'ala didn't love me, he wouldn't have woken me up two hours before you and brought me to stand in front of him. That while you are having a nice sleep, but Allah Ta'ala woke me up and brought me to come and stand in front of him. So this is a sign Allah loves me. So we are very weak, we cannot make any claims for ourselves, but when a person starts gaining this tawfiq, then it is sign Allah's grace is opening out towards him. How much he's going to take is up to him now. These feet don't walk on their own, they are made to walk. So Allah Ta'ala shows his help and gives a person that open the path for him, makes things now clear for him, come. But then now he doesn't take the step in that direction, he deprives himself. So the issue at hand is how, how to develop this mahabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Because everything now rests on this. That a person embedding this love of Allah deep down in his heart, this is the prescription of safety from all the vices, sins. Insan is insan. He can still slip in something, but if there's true mahabbat of Allah in the heart, Allah forbid if he has slipped, he will not be able to take any rest until he makes amends for that. Until he sheds tears of remorse and regret. On Buzrug to advise somebody, he told him, you see this entire ocean, how much of water in this ocean? So you can't even imagine how much of water in the ocean. See, all that water of the ocean, if you take that whole ocean and pour it over you, it can't wash off one sun. All the water of the ocean and any other water also on land, take it all and pour it over you, it can't wash off one sun. But he says this one drop, that's the whole ocean, one drop of sincere regret and remorse, one tear. Allah loves this so much, that what the whole oceans couldn't wash off, this one drop of sincere remorse and regret will wash off a whole ocean full of sins.
if it's sincere, it is genuine, there's Tawbah in that. There's genuine Tawbah. Allah's doors of Rahmat are so wide open for us. But it requires now to take that step and to shed that tear of remorse and regret. To shed that tear of remorse and truly turn to Allah wa ta'ala to make amends for the past by if there's any rights to fulfill, complete that, the rights of Allah ta'ala, salah that was missed, the qaza is made, whatever other aspects have to be made up for. And likewise the rights of the servants of Allah ta'ala to make up for that and to truly feel that remorse and regret, that one drop which the whole oceans couldn't wash, that one drop will wash off an ocean of sin. So this is Allah's rahmat. But now to come back and to develop this mahabba in the heart, to develop this ishq with Allah wa ta'ala. So now how will this ishq come in the heart? What is the means of developing this? So much detail to this, but just three, three aspects that the mashayikh mentioned, just to very briefly touch on this. Once one pious person, one very great alim he was, I can't remember the name now, Hazrat Mashawali Thanwi Rahmatullah went to visit him. He was still very young at that time. So Hazrat asked him a question about the same aspect that how will this love of Allah get increased and enhanced? The Allah, Allah, sometimes with very, very simple examples, sometimes some very practical things, they explain some very deep aspects. So now he asked him a question now, how to enhance this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala? So he told him, rub your hands together. Now, oh, how does this fit into what, what the question is? He said, rub your hands. So he rubbed it. He said, well, okay, I rubbed it. So he says, well, rub it more. So he rubbed it a little bit more. So he says, well, what's, what, you can feel something? He says, well, I can just feel some heat. Now because I'm rubbing my hands, he said, rub it even more now. So he carried on rubbing it. Until he said, now it's very hot. So see, you see, when the zikr of Allah Ta'ala keeps rubbing onto the heart, then it will create the heat of mahabba. But it depends to what extent you rub it, with what sincerity you rub it, how consciously you rub the heart with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So mashallah, that zikr even on the tongue is still Allah's name. That too is very great. Nothing in Allah's name is devoid of benefit. But the true effect on the heart will come when the zikr strikes on the heart. When the heart is rubbed with that zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So for this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, this person who is truly aspiring to become an ashik of Allah Ta'ala, but he doesn't have a time in the day for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, then this is a very ajib thing. And a person truly wants to become the love of Allah Ta'ala, he wants Allah's love in his heart, but there's so many things that are slotted in his day program. There's time for this and time for that. Time for this work and time for that work. And time for things that are not work. Time for this futility and time for that futility. And worse than that, there's even dedicated time for haram. At 10 o'clock tonight, I'm going to be watching the series, serial or whatever. People say that. they got a fixed time to go and watch some serial. That serial killer killing people's iman, killing people's haya, killing their akhlaq, killing their deen. So people got time for even haram, allocated time. Now we want to become the true lovers of Allah Ta'ala, 
but there isn't dedicated time for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. There isn't some dedicated time for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. So now, we wishing for roses to grow, or we planting some thorns here and there, and waiting now when this rose is going to grow. So now this is a something that doesn't happen, this is not the way things happen. We'll have to do what is required, and inshallah, from the, with the grace of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will grant the result of that. So one very essential thing is the daily zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Some dedicated time. And especially in the times that we are in, filled with all this fitna and fasad, in every manner and way, whether it is all the immorality and vice that is on every corner, and no matter whatever else it is, or the direct attacks on iman, but the safeguard and the protection among the very important things is the daily remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in a dedicated manner. MashaAllah, while a person is doing his work, he's driving, etc., and he's keeping himself occupied in some zikr, excellent, that should carry on as well. But apart from that, dedicated time. And the ideal is first thing in the morning, before Fajr or after Fajr, that the day starts off on the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So one is dedicated time for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. We inquire from our mashayikh, whoever we have some taluk with, the ulama'i kiram, what tasbihat, what zikr we should try and complete at least in the course of the day. So in a very dedicated manner, rubbing the heart with that zikr. One is just ticking the box. Just for the sake of the number now, the thing ticked off on that tasbih counter and that's done. So mashallah, that too, the name of Allah Ta'ala was on the tongue, that too is never devoid of benefit. But to get that mahabba in the heart, that will require striking the heart with the zikr. So what is the zikr of Allah Ta'ala? The second very very important thing is consciously remembering the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody every other day is coming to give you some gift, he's doing some favor for you, ever there, something, some work, work whatever, he's always just, always available and always whenever there's a need, he's always there first. So over time, there's such an attachment and bond that gets created. This person is forever, just any work, any need, he's always there, any help is required, he's immediately there and so many favors keeps. So without even trying to, there's a bond that gets developed. And then one day he overhears somebody saying something, some speaking some ill about him, he doesn't even know whether that could be true also. Maybe not even he, in his knowledge whether that's true or not. But he just jumps to the defense of the person. Why? Because this person has become so close to him. Whereas insan is insan, as good as the person is with him, Allah knows best what's going on somewhere else. But he can't tolerate that. Why? Because of this bond. Now this is the relationship with insan. Such an insan who's done some favors for us. But no matter how much favors that insan does, which we should be appreciative of, because that too is a requirement of deen on us, that we should be grateful for that. But it cannot even amount to a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the countless ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala upon us. And the greatest ni'mat of iman and deen, and then all the other countless ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala, but it is something so far away from our mind that every second Allah Ta'ala's countless ni'mats are showering upon us. So because we're so oblivious of this, so heedless about it, 
It just doesn't even cross our mind. As a result, despite enjoying Allah's countless benefits that are showering every moment, that bond with Allah Ta'ala is still not there. Whereas insan did some limited favors. But yes, we should be grateful for it. But it creates such a bond as well. Why? Because we, we're seeing it happening, we're conscious about it. We, we're re- realizing this person is doing this favor for me. Allah's favor is that that person is doing a favor is also Allah Ta'ala's favor. Allah Ta'ala put it in his heart. So to become conscious and to consciously make shukr for Allah's favors, starting off with the na'mat of iman. How often have we made shukr upon the na'mat of iman? Alhamdulillahi ala ni'matil iman. And then all the other countless bounties, as much as possible in a individual manner and then in a general way. So daily there should be some time for this muraqaba of shukr. Many, many aspects is just touching on two, three things. So this muraqaba of shukr, remembering Allah Taala's favors and na'mads, Allah's bounties. So daily the zikr of Allah Taala, and then remembering Allah Taala's na'mads and bounties. And then the third aspect that the mashayikh very strongly emphasize on is being in the company of the lovers of Allah Ta'ala. Sohbatul Salihin, adopting pious company, adopting company of those who are connected to Allah Ta'ala, who is what Allah alone knows, but we see somebody, mashallah, who being in his company, sometimes there's somebody in our own home, somebody in our family, somebody in the masjid, somebody where. But our heart testifies that inshallah this person is connected to Allah Ta'ala. In that company we feel also inspired towards righteousness. That person now because of how he conducts himself, in his presence we feel it hard to even speak in just any way that we normally would speak in other circles, some vulgarity and some obscenity. But in that company, we just can't bring ourselves to talk in that manner because of respect for that person or whatever. That's a sign, inshallah, that this company is good for us. In that company, we can't suddenly hear the azan and say we're going in a different direction. We'll automatically get taken to the masjid. So now to adopt the company of people who are connected to Allah Ta'ala, this is the key to that bahabba. This is a key to gaining that love of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. And this will continue till Qiyamat. So there are many, many other aspects, but these are three things that the Mashaykh highlight, that if a person adopts this thoroughly, one is just for the namesake, surface, so you get benefit accordingly. But really, in reality, a person adopts these aspects, inshallah, he'll see the road opening out. It's not that this is where it all finishes off. This is where it starts from. This opens the path. And this puts him onto the road. And this now makes it very easy for him to traverse his journey. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala bless us with this reality of the mahabba of Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala fill our hearts with his love. Allah ta'ala make us among his true ashiqeen. Allah ta'ala keep us steadfast on iman. Fill our last breath. And take us on perfect iman. Raise us on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Make zikr for a few minutes in dua
ইসলাম
ஹமதுல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மலக்கல்ஹம்துல்லாஹ்மல
ولا همن الا فرجت ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا واخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين الله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge we are indeed most sinful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite your countless bounties and favors showering upon us all the time, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've been blatantly sinning, Ya Allah. We've been blatantly trampling your commands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've been trampling the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, despite all the halat of the ummah, Ya Allah, we've still been embracing the way of His enemies, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, instead of His Mubarak way of life, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've been following in the footsteps of His enemies, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, as a result, we have become the means of the azab of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us and forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower your rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Shower your maghfirat on us, Ya Allah. Shower your maghfirat on the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the difficulties and hardships of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain and suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are in any suffering and hardship, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah remove all their difficulties ya allah ya allah especially our brothers and sisters in palestine ya allah ya allah you grant them afiyat ya allah ya allah you remove their difficulties and hardships ya allah ilahul alamin you shower down your rahmat upon them ya allah ilahul alamin grant them a clear victory over their enemies ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah grant the enemy hidayat as well ya allah Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Allahumma kfinahum bima shi'ta. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the love of all the haram, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the inclination for all the vices and sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, put the love of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. The love of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, make us rush towards salah like we, Ya Allah. Get inclined towards all the other things, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, put the love of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, put the greatness of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, put the love of tilawat in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the sweetness of your zikr, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the ecstasy of dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, you accept us for your deen. Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with every good, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with compassion and kindness, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the sifat of Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, till our last breath, keep us steadfast on Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, raise us with Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Sahaba Ikram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the awliya of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from that situation, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, that Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, turns away from us, Ya Allah. Allah, that you turned away from my way. Allah, if we are told on the day of Qiyamah, 
that you turned away from my way and adopted the way of my enemies. Ya Allah, what face will have on that day, Ya Allah? Alameen, save us from the disgrace of that day, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to follow the Mubarak footsteps of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Enable us to adopt his Mubarak way of life, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of his way, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, his every aspect of life, Ya Allah. Allah, how he, Allah, what love he had for Salah, Ya Allah. He called Salah the coolness of his eyes, Ya Allah. Make Salah the coolness of our eyes also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, everything that he taught, Ya Allah. Enable us to take it to heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from all the vices and sins, Ya Allah. And all those who are sick with them, Shifai, Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirra, Daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those with any difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in any kind of problems, anxiety, grief, worry, sorrow, depression, Ilahul Alameen, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant the hearts itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. The hearts of families, Ya Allah. The hearts of the ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Allah, you fulfill each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one afiat in every aspect, Ya Allah. Afiat in deen, Ya Allah. Afiat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever we have asked for, Ya Allah, bless us with that as well, Ya Allah. Allah, what we did not ask, Ya Allah, grant us that also, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه المعين والحمد لله